0: Hey, Abstract listeners, this is Catherine. I know it's been a little while since you've heard from me, but I promise we're working on some exciting new stuff, and we'll be back soon. In the meantime, though, I wanted to share a special bonus episode with you. It's the first episode in a new podcast by our media editor, Corey. It's an independent series, not a Mac Weekly production, but I still think it's one you're going to really care about. And if you stay tuned long enough, you might be hearing my voice again soon. Okay, here's Corey. Hey, it's Cory. This is Here We Are. Juan Galicia Diaz is a junior studying political science. He's from Little Rock in Arkansas, uses he, him, his, and right now he's living off campus in St. Paul. If you don't already know Juan, he's one of the facilitators of MOCC, the Men of Color Collective. He also has this really deep voice. And let me tell you, when Juan walks into a room, chances are good that he's the best dressed person there. Like, really good.
1: I can somewhat dress, typically. I don't abide by the certain uh, attire or customs that typical Macalester students wear. I was raised by two beautiful Mexican immigrants mother and my dad in a big family uh, so it's actually um, I always have to count it's five of us no actually six of us and I was raised in Southwest Little Rock which I say is the segregated part of Little Rock Arkansas which is predominantly a black and brown neighborhood or community my dad his uh, first name is actually Jose, and his middle name is Juan. But my grandpa's name is Jose, so I guess they called each other by their middle name. So all the time, you know, my my aunts and everybody on his side of the family will call him Juan. So they actually call me Juanito, which is like a younger version uh, for Juan, and they still call me that. Being in a black and brown neighborhood, a lot of immigrants from Mexico were coming into that neighborhood, so that meant a lot of my close friends actually, their name ended up being Juan as well, which is a typical Mexican name. So of course, I heard all the jokes, you know, how many Mexicans does it take to screw a light bulb? Just Juan or just one, you know, it's kind of like a similar pronunciation as the number one. So, you know, it's a good time. I think at that point, uh, I really noticed that my name wasn't unique, because I had a lot of my friends had the same name, so it took away some of that specialness, I'd say, from me embracing my name. I would just pronounce it in English, as I was pretty much all my white teachers told me how to pronounce my name. One of the key things is that uh, I think in elementary school, a lot of us have to go through roll every day, so it was like, oh. Juan Diaz, here. So you ended up knowing everybody's name at some point, even their last name, which I think was a beautiful thing. But I would always pronounce my name as Juan. The majority of people going to school, a lot of them call me Juan, or they would pronounce it Juan. And that's how I ended up presenting myself with the English pronunciation of my name.
0: One day, Juan is on his way to the library.
1: I don't know what I was doing—printing out maybe homework or whatever, maybe some scholarships I was trying to apply to. But yeah, nobody was typically there; it was pretty empty, I'd say. I think at some point they started charging us print, so obviously I had to interact with the librarians. And I think one time I was always just walking into the computers or something. One of them, she told me like, "Hey, I, I just had a I had a feeling. I just got a message from 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 God, from you know that." Um, then I should talk to you. I should. I should have a conversation with you. Miss Lamb, that was her name. And at first, I was kind of shook. I was like, "What is this crazy lady doing?" But yeah, we're like, "Yeah, she just um, told me to reach out to you and see what you were doing. How's your day going?" And from there, I don't know. We just kind of kicked it. And um, kind of, we were able to connect. And she was extremely supportive to me. My senior year of high school and helping me apply to like scholarships and different schools that i was trying to get into and just understanding the whole college process of of applying one of the things that she uh, was very apparent within her character uh, how she carried herself was her devotion to her spirituality and to her religion more than anything and she was always extremely thankful she was always super humbling telling me that I should come to church with her sometime or to check out a a church and to start reading the Bible. And and to give you, I I was raised Catholic. You know, I would go to church every Sunday, but I wasn't a a very devoted member, I'd say. So She was definitely uh, a big influence, I'd say, uh, into this whole realm of religion for me. One of the key things that she did tell me was that she was trying to see what my name meant. So she actually Googled my name, uh, she told me, and then a day after she like printed out certain sheets telling me like what my name meant. And one of the key things she said was that, or key definition she found out was that uh, Juan meant God's gift. At first I didn't I didn't I did not believe her. Uh when she told me I'm like, what the fuck is this? Uh so I I had to like Google it myself, but she actually even printed it out for me. So I looked at it and I was like, wow, damn, maybe I have a gift from God, you know? Uh but I was like, oh no, it's kind of vague too. So, you know, I'm pretty sure we were all told that, you know, we're a gift from God at some point in our lives, right? But you know, I think I think to me it was it was uh that yeah, really flipped the switch into how I understood and perceived my name, because before that, that moment, uh, I had seen it something as just another label that I was given by society, and something that my parents really hadn't taken too much of a time to really uh, think about, and I was just placed on it just because of my dad. And there's no shots to him, you know, he's a great guy. But overall, like as I was saying, through the whole different like stereotypes and just being, even like my, one of my best friends by home, his name is Juan, I saw it not as a very special name. So that definitely really influenced the importance of me um, understanding deeper the, the value that I have towards that name and embracing it in, an, in a new approach that was more um, wholesome to me. Uh, my identity and who I am as a person, and I think Miss Lam really allowed me to to see that uh, during that moment. So for me, I'd, I'd say that was the that was the time where I focused on. I didn't really focus too much on my actual name, but it was starting to build up this notion of of understanding what my name was and how I introduced myself, and that kind of shifted a little bit um, once I came to college.
0: Going to college, Juan does the same thing he's always done. He's not at home. He's not with his family. He's at school. So he introduces himself by pronouncing his name in English.
1: Coming to Macalester, I I did the same thing. I kind of saw it as as the easiest way for people to say it, too, because I was kind of assimilating to the, you know, predominantly... uh, English culture here on campus, and I just thought it would, it would be easier for everybody to say it that way and to be recognized that way, uh, instead of trying to like, teach people how to say it. The only time I was called Juan was actually in my household, uh, but, you know, I always thought that, you know, once you're out the house, you switch it to English, you're in English mode.
0: Things are like this for a while, but then Juan C. one of his friends make this really big decision.
1: My friend Chaguzim uh who was my, one of my housemates actually changed his name to Chi or Chaguzim. Um, He was formerly known as Robert. And to me, I was like, why'd you do that? Or like, how'd you do that? It really showed me what your call in society is up to you. You know, you're the one that's gonna be taking it on for the rest of your life. You're the one that's gonna be recognized by it. So for me, that, that understood the, the different boundaries, and limits that I thought you know, a name could have on people. Because I remember back in high school too, one of the issues that I had was that uh, my entire life, I thought my name was Juan Galicia. i was supposed to have two last names, Galicia and Diaz, but eventually when I was doing financial aid, I was told that my name's actually Juan Diaz. So Diaz is my last name. So I guess uh, when I was born, the nurse kind of fucked up and put my actual last name, my dad's last name, as my middle name, and my mom's maiden name as my last name. When I tried to change it, when I was doing my financial aid, so they were like, I was gonna have to pay $200 or $300, because so in order to change you know, my social security or my driver's license, I had to go back and change my birth certificate. And I'd actually just dubbed my uh, passport so I asked my dad, like, "Hey, what do you think?" I'm like, "I don't care. It's your money." Cause he was gonna pay for. It. Also, you know, it was prom season. I was running short on money. And I was like, "I don't care. I'm just gonna take it as it is." Then coming to McAllister, I was known as as Juan Diaz. But then after that, cheese she's a um, story, and that other moment of me trying to change my name really helped me understand the importance of really embracing my, my culture, my Spanish culture and the Spanish language and how I was raised, and to not let this colonial English language to take that away from me. After that moment, and even over the summer, I really started changing that that way and how I pronounced my name because I want to make sure that I'm, I'm remembered completely and also to pay respect to both of my parents. I picked up Galicia and started adding that within classes, um, you know, on Zoom now, now this pandemic. And even, you know, my friends, um, you know, tell them the importance of saying Juan, not just Juan, which can be hard, you know, for people. But I will say that, you know, there's a lot of English names that are, I believe are very complicated and, you know, people still say them, you know? Um, So it's not that hard, so, you know, If you want me to help you with it, by all means, let me know. I will take the time. Uh, Just hopefully you take the time as well, too.
0: You can catch up with Juan on Instagram. He's at Juan with a period in the middle. That's J-U dot A-N. He's also around campus this semester, and he gives really good haircuts. So you should definitely hit him up. Thank you so much for listening to Here We Are. This episode was produced and edited by me with help from Shania Russell, and all of our music is by the amazing Blue Dot Sessions. That's it for Monday. I'm Corey Suzuki. We'll be back tomorrow with another story.